Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning, time for your Mediated Conversation this Wednesday morning. One of the biggest problems you're facing at the moment is the massive increase in food prices. We all know the impact it's had on us. But at the same time, farmers, food producing companies and supermarkets tell us that load shedding is having a huge impact on their costs. And it's all happening at every stage of the food production chain. It affects farmers, food producers, the cold storage chain, how you keep food cold so it can be sold. It affects supermarkets. People have to manage it. And at every step of the way, you need electricity. And within that is a greater risk. Could load shedding even lead to a risk a situation where maybe there's some shortages of food? This is your mediated conversation this morning. First, the impact of load shedding on farmers. Christopher de Rieda is the CEO of AgriSA. Then you'll hear from Tiger Brands, the food production company. Their chief manufacturing officer is Derek McKernan. And finally, the impact of this on food prices. What impact is load shedding having on food prices? Could food become simply too expensive? Is it already too expensive for people to buy? Katuchelo Ramba is a research assistant at the National Agricultural Marketing Council. We start then with the farmers, the first stage of food production, and Christo van der Rieda. Christo, good morning. Thanks for your time. Morning, and, and morning to all of your listeners. When you have load shedding, what does it do to farmers? Well, uh, uh, stop uh, most of your activities on a farm that rely on electricity. Irrigation farmers cannot irrigate, your dairy farmers cannot milk, your poultry farmers cannot uh, feed uh, the uh, poultry, and uh, your slaughterhouses can slaughter, uh, your um, uh, vegetable farmers as well as your fruit farmers cannot uh, keep the fruit in cold storage facilities and ripening facilities, uh, and uh, it's a disaster for the agricultural sector at this point in time. One of the big things, as I understand it, is powering water pumps. You actually can't get water from rivers to plants <clears throat> if you don't have proper electricity. Indeed, uh, and uh, many farmers uh, have to pump from the river to dams because the dam uh, is a holding facility from where you then uh, require water for um, whether it's for the, the watering of plants, watering of animals, etc. Uh, and um, if you you cannot pump the water to the dam, it means uh, you you then have a serious challenge when it comes to the watering of uh, your different production facilities. To run generators, you need diesel. The price of diesel is very high. I think there is a sort of discount for farmers. How big is the impact of the price of diesel on your members at the moment? What does that do? Remember, farmers uh, prepared for load level, uh, uh, shading level uh, two uh, at the most. And uh, they've installed uh, additional capacities such as diesel generators, solar panels, and so forth. Uh, But uh, for the past few months, we've experienced uh, much higher levels of load shading, level six. And that means uh, farmers have to fork out uh, millions of rands just to buy diesel. Yes, they get a bit of a diesel rebate. You know, we welcome the Minister of Electricity's announcement that they will look at how they can expand that diesel rebate. Uh, those are all welcome interventions. But the fact of the matter is that currently farmers have to fork out millions, and uh, that pushes up the production cost because it is not just diesel cost that they have to cater for. Uh, we've seen a spike in the price of fertilizer. Yes, that is coming down. But uh, everything has become very, very expensive, and that uh, compromises the financial sustainability of many farms.
There were two announcements in Parliament yesterday. One um, from José Enzo Ramacopa, the electricity minister, talking about reducing or re- chain- taking out some of the taxes on diesel for generators. The second was from Toko Diza, the minister of agriculture, who announced, as I understand it, a sort of plan of grant and finance for farmers to have alternative sources of power. Will those make a difference? Yeah, indeed. But uh, uh, if you look at uh, the final figures, uh, it, it's not going to really help all of the farmers. Uh, and yes, we are certainly grateful for any type of assistance. But with, when it comes to the plan, the energy fund that was announced by the Minister of Agriculture, our advice is um, combine this with the initiatives that are currently being introduced by our commercial banks. Many of our commercial banks have uh, green energy funds. And uh, if you combine uh, what the minister brings to the table together with the banks, I think uh, we will be able to help uh, many, many more farmers. I also just want to put the following into context. The minister announced yesterday that the head department has received 17 billion rand to ensure food security. Remember the private sector, farmers in the private capacity, they owe banks in the region of 220 billion rand. So from our own pockets, we invest 220 billion rand to uh, ensure food security for South Africa. And all that we ask is help us to protect our investment, uh, also help us to ensure that we maximize our investment for uh, food security in South Africa. And yes, uh, create a conducive policy environment for farmers to take that risk uh, on the, uh, um, and, and uh, take on that risk and make the most of that to ensure food security. Christo, if there was a big national outage, you know, people talk about a national blackout. Say a farms go for go without electricity for two weeks. Would that stop your members from producing food? No, our members are very, very innovative. And remember, as I said, our members owe banks, owe the financial system billions. Uh, so you cannot afford a situation where you uh, end up uh, being in a position where you cannot pay back the banks, uh, because then you, your your entire livelihood uh, goes up in flames. And the other big question is, uh, you know, you can put all of these farms on auction, but who are going to farm? Because it's a special group of people with a special set of skills that can produce food for the country. It's not land that produces food. It's expertise and that's why we need to uh, nurture that expertise as i said currently here as agri we are currently planning and we put in risk mitigation strategies into place to avoid the situation where at the end of the day when escom packs up we are uh, sort of at the mercy of escom so farmers are really independent innovative and yes we will ensure food security like we've done throughout uh, the decades Christopher Derrida, thank you. CEO of AgriSA, really appreciate the time. You were there, SAFM, 17 minutes to nine. The time continue your mediated conversation around food production during load shedding. Derek McKernan is the Chief Manufacturing Officer at Tiger Brands. Derek, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning. What impact does load shedding have on your ability to produce food? Look, essentially, we have uh, generators in all our plants. Uh, at this point in time, up to stage six, we are coping quite well, um, similar, to, similar to what Krista has mentioned. Yeah, we are using all of the uh, resources and innova- innovative ideas to ensure that we don't uh, you know, uh, have any impact on our food production. However, it is costing us a fairly significant sum of money for the six months between October and March 23 
we it cost us just over 70 million compared to the same period last year, which is around 8 million. So the on cost is quite considerable. So, I mean, 70 million rand just in generator costs, just in diesel. Just in diesel, yes. So just to be clear, a couple of things I just want to make sure we understand. Do all of the plants that you use to produce food have backups that allow them to produce food if there's no electricity? Yes, we have. Yeah, every every plant has has a, a generator. Yes, and all of those generators are diesel. You don't have any other diesel facilities. driven. Okay, and uh, you know, we have we have uh, uh, renewable energy solar power, which we've just introduced in four of our plants very recently. So then, if there was a problem, if there was a long outage, the main determinant, the main factor as to how long you could keep producing food for would be diesel. Correct. Yes. And that leads to another conversation, which is how much diesel you can actually store. And that's very complicated because you can't store a lot of diesel in one place for a long time because that's just not how diesel works. Well, we have secured uh, diesel supply as well as we um, announced earlier this year that we've put aside 120 million rands worth of capital expenditure. And a large part of that is to increase diesel storage in our plants at, at certain strategic points. So we're going to have uh, enhanced diesel storage in Gauteng, in KZN, and in the Western Cape, where, where the majority of our plants are, to ensure that we can, we can uh, continue operations for a considerable period of time. You produce a huge range of products. Uh, it's one of the reasons we wanted to speak to your company in particular. Yeah. Would you be able to, and I know uh, when we had a similar conversation with Tiger Brands at the start of the hard lockdown, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the company representative made the point that you could stop producing some products and focus on others instead. So more basic foodstuffs, for example. Do you still have the ability to do that? If there's a problem, you can stop producing things we don't need and make sure that there's enough of what we do need and also enough of what you have as raw material. Absolutely. So on, the, on your first point, we have a contingency plan in place that if, if we go beyond stage six, we will start focusing on, on the, let's call it the, the, the more staple type foods and, you know, and you know, deprioritize other, other type of products and uh, you know, to ensure that, that we you know, obviously supply what's really required at a, at a time of need. And yeah, and then I guess the the reality is that we have some degree of of control of, of our supply chain. However, you know we we have engaged with our suppliers, and at this point we seem to be okay. However, as we go forward, if we go beyond stage six, it is difficult to predict exactly what would happen. Um, but we do have contingencies in place up to stage 10. I'm not going to push you on predictions for after stage six because <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows what's going to happen. Uh, the, min the, the announcement by the electricity minister yesterday in parliament that they are looking at reducing the amount of tax paid on diesel that is used in generators. And this is about the road accident fund that money supposed to be used, yes. supposed to go to people on the roads for the road accident fund. Take that out. It's quite a big saving. You're spending 70 million rand already this year. It would have a big saving for you, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And as Christo said, we welcome any any contribution and any ideas to to save costs and, and keep the lights on, as it were. 
Food price inflation is 14% this year. A lot of these foods, things like maize meal, pasta, things that people rely on. And people are eating more noodles and less potatoes because they don't have electricity to actually cook the potatoes for such a long period of time. What impact is load shedding having on the price of what we're eating at the moment? Is it possible to quantify that from where you sit at Tiger Brands? Look, we, we, do, we do know the impact that it's having. However, we, we do have to be very careful about passing this on to our consumers at this point in time, given what you just said about uh, the inflation, the PPI, food inflation, CPI. So at this point in time, we're obviously having ongoing conversations on our pricing, but you know, there is just no way that we can just pass this directly on to our consumers. But I mean, another 70 million rand each sort of few months for, 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 for generation costs. I mean, you're not going to have much choice, are you? It puts you in a very tight bind. I'm not asking you to give away company secrets here, Derek. I'm just making the point, the, I think the point that everyone will accept, that if we, the, the longer load shedding goes on for, the more expensive food could get. Absolutely, yes. Derek McKinnon, thank you very much indeed. The Chief Manufacturing Officer at Tiger Brands. Do appreciate the time. You heard his comments there. They do have backup plans in place for a long outage and to store diesel. 11 minutes now to 9 o'clock. In a moment, the impact of all of this on food prices with Cartuccello Ramba from the National Agricultural Marketing Council. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continue your mediated conversation around food production during load shedding. Cartuccello Rambao is a research assistant at the National Agricultural Marketing Council. Cartuccello, good morning and thanks for your time. Uh, good morning to you and the, 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 the listeners and thank you for having me. When we look at the cost of this, is it even possible to quantify how big a factor load shedding is in the rising cost of food at the moment? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, possible uh, that could be done if maybe a study can be commissioned in various sectors uh, that are responsible for food at different nodes of each uh, value chain. So, so by that, and then this will help us just just to get the the, the exact uh, quantification of the of the cost. I think there might be a huge argument over this, but it would seem to me pretty obvious that load shedding pushes prices up and probably pushes them up quite dramatically. Cartuccello, are you there? Yes, um, can, you, can, you, can you please repeat? Sure. Um, I don't know if you're on a speaker or something. If you could be on the handset, that would be easier. But it seems obvious to me that load shedding must be having, let me use the phrase, a significant impact on food prices. Must be pushing food prices up quite a lot. Yes, yes, it, it, indeed, it, it's having a, 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 a huge, making a huge impact on the on the on the prices. So, Cartuccello, are you there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I think we'll try and get Cartuccello back. Cartuccello Rambao is a research assistant at the National Agricultural Marketing Council. Just see if we can get him on a stronger line. Sorry about this. You know, it happens from time to time. Uh, but it is an important part of this conversation, the impact of load shedding on food production and what that does to prices. Here's the, the nightmare, right? The nightmare is that food prices already are out of reach for so many people. I mean, how, I mean, can you imagine you know, what that does and how difficult it makes things. Uh, I think Cartuccello back. Cartuccello, you're back with us. Sorry about that. Um, 
Is there also a question that the longer we have load shedding like this, so stage six for a longer period of time, it will take much longer for high food prices to come to an end. In other words, there's a sort of cumulative effect. The longer load shedding, intense load shedding goes on for, the higher prices will be. Yes, indeed. And then if, if uh, with regard to this, if, if no further uh, interventions occurs, then food prices are likely to, to, to remain relatively high due to high cost of, of, of inputs, uh, more especially for the, the cost of running the, the generator during the, the, the power cut. And then by that, and then it will, we, it will result the, the farmer to shift that cost to the final consumer, so which means uh, the final consumer have to dig, uh, dig from their pocket to, 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 to buy them to the, the product. The real fear is that there'll be a, a disruption to production. And if that happened, what does that do to food prices? I presume they spike quite quickly. If people know that you're not going to be able to get any of this, the price of this is going to go up very quickly. Yes, in terms of that, uh, uh, the, the price is likely to be uh, uh, disrupted. And then if, like, if, if there's a high demand and then the production volumes are low, so it, it will... It will Result uh, uh, or cause food price. Uh, the, sorry, the food prices are likely to to to, to remain high if, if there's a high demand and also a low production volume. When food prices go up, people can change what they eat, so they may eat less meat. Uh, I think people are eating more noodles. I understand that because they can't use electricity to cook potatoes, so you can you know generate enough electricity or use gas to cook a little bit of noodles because it's in water. It's two minutes. Uh, potatoes takes an hour. Are we seeing substitution? Are we seeing changes in what people actually eat? Uh, right. There's no empirical evidence uh, that says uh, people uh, are shifting their diets to relatively less healthy uh, diet. Uh, healthy diet, but it's likely possible to happen, uh, mostly especially to those who cannot handle high cost of food and, and, and healthy diet. So, so, so ultimately, uh, load shedding uh, puts pressure on food security, particularly uh, on the element of nutrition and also the, the, the availability of them and, and also the availability. availability. Thank you. We're expecting less rain this coming summer, and it looks like the La Nina period is over. Will that push up food prices even more? So we've had a lot of rain. That's kept food prices to an extent sort of down. I realize it's all internationalized. But if we go into a, 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 an El Nino period and have less rain, um, will that make things even worse on top of load shedding? Yes, if, 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 if that happens, like, like you've said, in terms of the, the less rain, the less rains will result in, 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 in low production volume. And then and then when you can take when you can refer to, to, to the climate changes, uh, the weather changes at uh, any 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 time these days, uh, which make it difficult to anticipate the future uh, with exact accuracy. And then I think uh, let's simply uh, wait and see what happens. And then hence uh, the South African uh, weather service uh, uh, will continue to monitor the weather and, and climate conditions, and 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 then will pro- they will provide uh, updates on any future assessment that may provide more clarity on the on the current expectation for the for the coming season. 
Uh, there will be pressure on government to intervene. And I mean, we heard yesterday that uh, food price inflation in Hungary is 40%. It's very high in many other places. It's quite difficult for governments to intervene, isn't it? I mean, there isn't really very much they can do. Yeah, it, 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 it is indeed a, 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 a huge concern as, as uh, most, most, most of the government and they are unable to, 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 to help or assist uh, the, the, the farmers in terms of uh, uh, solving this uh, current issue of load shed. Kartu Cello Rambao, thank you. Research Assistant at the National Agricultural Marketing Council, bringing an end to your mediated conversation this morning. Derek McKernan is the Chief Manufacturing Officer at the food processing company Tiger Brands and starting us off today, the CEO of AgriSA, Christo van der Reda. One of those mediators where I felt I sort of learned something about how people are preparing for kind of what if made me feel a bit more comfortable, actually, when you consider that both farmers and food producers say that they will be able to continue to produce food if there is some sort of long outage, which no one is really predicting at this stage, I must just tell you. Uh, being one of those busy shows, I'm expecting it to actually be quite a busy day. There'll be more from Parliament today on the situation at Eskom. I understand that the Eskom board, the current Eskom board, will be before Scopa. I'm sure there'll be more questions around what they knew and when they knew it about that particular investigation. You you know, the investigation, the uh, one that Andrew Dereta has spoken so much about. I'm sure that will come up today. There'll be other news coming from the courts as well today. Just to let you know, I'm afraid I'm away tomorrow, but I will be back with you on Friday. Try not to miss me too much. I'll try. Well, I will miss you, I must say. From Tato Banyana, Stanzerum, do myself look after yourself. Uh, we'll see you soon. You're with SFM leading the conversation. It's nine o'clock.